I need one of those that tests for the brain activity. Um, but an EKG uh, tests your heart. And so uh, I had a whole, like, I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to uh, teach on. And we had an incident happen uh, last night. We were, um, uh, we were, we went for a walk. Uh, Carrie and I did. We, we Carrie. Anytime I say the word we and she's not here, she's on Tuesday, I'm talking about. Is, is Carrie. So Carrie's like, let's go for a walk. And I think she'd had an, enough of the kids. Uh, like I said, we had gotten back from Kentucky. We'd been in the car together for a long time, like a half hour. No, it was like uh, we, we spent, like when we go, we, we, we usually stay on the road for a while. We, we'll just drive. We'll go places. Like even when we get to a place on vacation, we drive more. Does anybody else does that? Just gets back in the car and keeps driving. And so, so we're just in the car all the time. And so uh, she's like, ah, let's go for a walk. So we, so we went for a walk, and we were, we're walking, and we even took a little longer path on that time. Uh, I got two phone calls in that time. My uh, daughter Lucy was worried about us. Like, when are you going to be home? I'm like, I'll be there. Like, we're coming. I said, we're enjoying our, our trip. And um, so we were t- kind of discussing some things. Because uh, how many know sometimes you don't always, how many of you have had that conversation in your head with somebody? but you never actually had it out loud with that person? Has that ever happened to anybody else? It's kind of like when you send a text message. I realized, like last week, my brother asked me, so my brother helps me coach baseball. Sorry, more baseball talk. And he's like, if we were playing tomorrow, who would be our starting lineup? And I had typed out our starting lineup, and it was still left in the text message box. I forgot to hit send. So I just deleted it because it's like a week old. So I left bubbles for a week. Sorry. So Carrie and I had this nice conversation, and I reacted in such a way to one of these, like, visceral reaction um, uh, to this news. I got really mad. I'm like, man. Um, and I even kind of, you know, I was ashamed of myself how, how I reacted. And so then I was trying to figure out, like, what I wanted to talk about uh, today. And um, the, the verse of the day, if anybody got the, uh, the Bible app, it's out of Philippians 1, 9, and 10. It talks about uh, being, uh, it's using love and uh, basically love and truth. So the closer we are to Jesus, the more we know the truth and the more we, we love. We use that love to kind of be able to use the truth. That's kind of like the, the gist of it. It's my little gist there. And so I was going to kind of talk on that. And then I was kind of looking through this book. And First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 13 jumped out at me. So what we're going to do here, we're going to take basically a 15 question, like a 15 point. I know it sounds like a lot, um, but we're going to go through this, and we're going to see how our heart is doing, because I didn't do very well, all right? And so I thought it might be a good, right, because every once in a while it's just good to, to, to retest, recheck where we are in life, because, you know, you know, we go, it's, it's well... I won't use my kids' room for an example because uh, they can, like, my wife had their downstairs family room looking perfect. I would probably ate off that room, and then I would go down there the next day, and it, it looked like it always does when the kids are down there. Um, and so, but if after time, you know, you're like, I, I, got, I got an example. Okay, so we had someone come in and look under our sink. I think we were putting in the dishwasher. And so he said, you really want to leave your sink kind of clear. Do you guys know that? You kind of want to leave under the sink clear so you can see if there's any problems. And so we were like, yeah, that'd be fine. 
we should probably do that, you know, so we can see. And I looked in there today, and there's about 50 things under the sink, right? Because it's one of those catch-all places. You're like, I'm going to throw some stuff in here. No one see. Oh, company's coming. All right. Throw stuff in there. Yeah, I got one of those closets or something like that. And I think sometimes that happens in here too, right? So we, we want to be where we want to be, and then we get too far away. So uh, I always, I've, I've had the, the pleasure to be able to do a few weddings. And I got in trouble because, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, when I read this, so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is where we're going to be, okay? So long story short, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, this jumped off the um, the page at me again. And we're going to kind of break down verses 1, 4, 5, and 6. I know you guys have all, excuse me, and 7. And I know you've all heard of these verses. Okay? So, um, because sometimes, so where I'm coming from with this is that we, when we were down in Kentucky last week, we talked about, I, I was kind of explaining to them salvation and I can't I still can't understand I can't comp- or explain how that works right sin turns us or turns us black he you know spots us Jesus washes with his blood and we turn white like I don't get it like the soul turns white. I don't understand I can't explain that right because black and red don't make clear it doesn't make clean I can't explain that Love and truth sometimes don't go together, right? Have you guys met anybody that's really truthful without the love? Has anybody met somebody who has all the love and not the truth? It kind of connects those two, you know. And so I always try to, like, do the love and truth. And so here we're going to look at where our heart is and then how that hopefully connects back to truth. And that's kind of what I'm, I was looking at because obviously – as having some issues, but here we are in chapter 13, verse, uh, verse 1. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and then of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Okay, so here, the, the word love is the Greek word agape. How many of you have ever heard the term agape love? Okay, so that's, that's the love that we're aiming at. We're not aiming at eros love, that's romantic love, that can be taken out of context, right? We're not talking about storge love, it's kind of that friendship we're not talking about phila, which is brotherly love. Um, but we're talking about we're talking about the agape love. This is the love that God has for us, and this is how we can kind of compare where we are to where others, or to where we, excuse me, this is where we are to where we need to be. We don't want to compare ourselves to others. That would be the opposite of agape love. Um, and so here we are. We're going to go to verse four, and so we're just going to take a little test here. And I'm going to kind of explain some of the Greek words, all right, and kind of what this means, okay? So in verse 4, it says, love is patient. So there's going to be 15 characteristics of agape, God's love, and we're going to kind of compare ourselves where we are. And this is going to be kind of a self, you're going to be looking into, like, okay, am I where I need to be, right, as I compare this to, all right? So um, patient, and this is like a, so from the Greek word, it was like a candle with a long wick. All right, so it's patience, and it burns, and it's going to burn for a long time. How many of you ever used to play with firecrackers? How many of you still play with firecrackers or fireworks? All right, how many of you appreciate the long wick? 
Have you ever had like one of the M80s and you go to light it and the wick was real short and then you can't, okay, I'll tell you, okay, I got us. So we were shooting off fireworks because we're guys. I was at my brother's house and we had been using the same tubes over and over again. We were putting on a show for all the family. Anybody, Brandon already knows where I'm going with this. All right, so what happens to the tubes if you use the same tube over and over and over again? It's really hot, all right? And so I go to light the, the firework, and I don't move. I don't know why. I, go, I was getting lazy. I wasn't, I think it was in my 30s, like early. This was like 12 years ago. So I was like early 30s. I don't move as well. We're just talking about how we're aging finely, like wine or no cheese. Cheese is better. My bad. Cheese. All right, sorry. forgot where I was. Cheese. So, all right. Am I being recorded tonight? No. Okay, good. All right. So I tend to, to get, like one time I made a joke, and I like the pastor's face. This is pre-Pastor TJ. And I was like, I knew I'd cross the line. But I like asked for forgiveness in front of everybody so he couldn't get mad at me. You guys ever done that? Like ask for permission or forgiveness in front of people? That's why I asked my wife in front of everybody to marry me because she couldn't say no. See? All right, so I go to light the fuse, and I just stand here, and that thing exploded in the tube. I couldn't hear for a week out of this ear. I really thought I did some damage, right? How many of you have a long wick when it comes to people? And let it light, and just let it go. How many of you, okay, I'm a bad example of this, because... If you ever see me at Walmart and I do this and I walk away, it's not you. It's me. I always share this because I don't want to be rude, all right? But I'm horrible at small talk. I'm no good at it. Like in a group, I can talk to you all day long and I'm good. But we get one-on-one and I get super nervous. So Carrie showed me this meme the other day and she's like, this is you. And it was like, you know, you walk up, you're scared of small talk. And it's like, tell them your whole life story, then laugh nervously at the end. And she's like, that sounds like a bad idea, but here we go. That's what I do. Like, I get real nervous. I don't know what I'm saying. All right. But how many of you, like, when that person, because how many of you are thinking of a person right now that you don't have a long wick with? Is there anybody else? All right. Just three of us. That's all right. Because, like, there's people. I'm like, ah. All right. Now, I got good news at the end. I'm, I'm going to share. I, I got good news for us at the end. So if you don't do well on this test, don't worry. I've got great news. All right, so the first one is like a candle with a long wick or firework, hopefully not a firework because we don't want to ever explode, right? That's really a bad example. All right, but you light a candle with a long wick, it's going to burn all night. You're expecting to spend some time. You're not, you're not going to give up. You're going to be there. You're going to be patient. And that is the first mark of love. All right, so we're going to have about 15 markings. The first one is patience. Do you have Patience. The second one is love is kind. All right. So the Greek form here, because I think I, I always thought I was a kind person, but I don't know if I am or not. Because um, what the Greek term here is the willingness to serve. Are you willing to serve? Even when you don't feel like serving, even when you don't want to serve, will you do it? And then another, another part of this was. Are you, um, so, 
Are you willing to adapt to other people, or do you make them adapt to you? Because the Greek form here is kind of the willingness serves and adapts to those around them in order to touch them, help them, and impact them in a meaningful way. If you are living in God's love, and if you're, what is that, exuding? Yes, God's love to others. You're showing God's love to others. First you're patient, and then you're kind, and you're adapting. I don't know if I always adapt to others. All right, and so that's kind of, I'm looking at this, so are you patient, and are you willing to serve those around you? Now, the third one here is does not envy, all right, and so this is love is not ambitious or self-centered. I don't think there's a problem with ambition in itself. Ambition in itself is not a bad thing, but if we're ambitious to the point where we're stepping on other people, that's where it becomes a problem. So love does not envy. It is not self-centered. It is not ambitious. And then the last part of that one is it, it is not so consumed that it, with itself that it never thinks of others. All right? So when we're, when we're living life, how many of you have a filter in your mind? Does anybody that doesn't, does anybody know, okay, how about this? Does anybody know somebody that doesn't have a filter? Are you that person that doesn't have a filter? Okay, so, like, I'm going to go back to, so, I just got out of baseball, so coaching staff. So, I am the calm one. I don't yell very often. I yell so little that the one time I yelled, a fan went and bought me a Snickers because they thought I was hangry. And they threw it down to me. And I wouldn't get back because, right, free Snickers. And I was a little hungry. I wasn't quite hangry yet. But it was about the 12th time I told this kid to do something during a game, and he didn't. And, like, we, we had just scored a run. And, like, we were, we were up 11 to 2. Like, the game was going well. I'm like, all right, you know, and then this didn't happen, and I kind of yell at him. And then I felt really bad because the kid that got the base hit and the RBI, that was his very first varsity base hit and RBI. So I kind of stepped on that moment. I was like, oh, Jaden, I'm sorry. He's like, all right, he's fine. So then he got a second RBI hit against the same team in sectional. So there you go. I was able to, you know, say, all right, good job. Um, And then... Um, I've got Corey in the middle, and he's kind of a little bit of both. So I don't yell, and then there's Corey, and then I got my brother, and he has no filter. I'm his filter after it comes out of his mouth. Which is a hard job sometimes. Like what I meant to say was this. You got to do it like this is what he meant. All right. And then I just wait for the phone calls to come later on. This is what he said. This is what happened. All right, so, all right. And so, where was I going with that? Anybody remember where I was going with that? I'll get back. I'll come back to it. It's all right. I'll come back around to it. But love does not envy. It doesn't. So, one thing there, we're talking about the filter. Okay, I know what I was thinking. Okay, see, I knew it would come back around to me. This is one thing I'm pretty decent at. Because I usually, like, and this is why I don't send text messages very often, because I'll run the text message about 12 times through my head. 
A, I don't want to sound stupid. That's it. Like, and if you put it in, in writing, it's out there forever. Right? They can come back and check again and check it again, and they'll send it back to you and laugh at you again. Like, this is what you meant? <laughs> so, is there, no, absolutely, see, obviously, I've, and I don't hang on to things either. All right? But there's something like, are we putting through what we're doing or what we're saying? Are we putting it through the filter? How is this going to affect that person over there? Or how is this going to affect them over there? And that's what that's talking about. All right? So on our first three markings, how are we doing? Patience, kind, does not envy. Or is not self-centered. We doing all right? Okay, so, because <laughs> this is how it was broke down this book. Every three, or every, like, day, or every, like, little verse there, he, he'd break it down. He'd say, how you guys, how you doing after this? And then I was doing bad. And he said, if you're doing good, thank God that you're growing in maturity. And if not, thank God that this has been brought to you so you can pray about it. Right? So whatever situation happens, we got to thank God at the end. But I do have good news at the end. I promise. I have good news at the end for us, okay? All right, so so we're going to go to number four here. So love is patient, love is kind, does not envy. In number, in verse, uh, still in verse four, it does not boast, all right? So this is, in the King James Version, it's vaunteth not. I, sometimes I just want to go back to King James. I just, I just saw, okay. I get made fun of this a lot. My kids, so they were saying, say something that dad says all the time. And it was, I read it in an article. But I did read this in an article that people want to go back before cell phone days. Is there anybody here that kind of wouldn't mind to go back before the cell phone days? I kind of want to go back before the cell phone days. I'm just like, I, I, I'm kind of glad I grew up in the 90s. Because I was kind of stupid. And the people had like, Cameras with them everywhere they went? Man, I, absolutely. I'm really glad I grew up then and, like, you know, I don't have to be, I have to be that self-aware at 12 years old, right? Because 12-year-old boys are stupid. How many of you had a 12-year-old boy in their house or, you know, was 12 at one point? I was, we were stupid. All right, so, so we're vaunteth not. That's where I was. Vaunteth not. So what that means is not boastful, all right? And the Greek word was basically someone who's full of hot air and a windbag. Okay, does everybody have someone in their head right now? And if you didn't before, do you do it now? Does anybody have? All right, that person that you're just like, oh. See, and this is the one you need the long wick for. I almost sound like Trump. Long wick. Right, because you know they're coming. And if I'm not prayed up, I might say something. We're going to get to that in a second. Like, I'll get ahead of myself. I'm sorry. See, because I've already done the whole lesson, so I'm like, I know where I'm going, but sometimes I get there before I want to. All right? But I've got to be prayed up before I meet that person. And i got, I got a couple in my head right now. But I'm really glad that God loves, like, loves them too. Right? Like, God... Okay, I, I, I missed the part. I should have wrote that down. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back up to the front real quick. 
I've, I've learned my life motto, and I've been teaching on it for a long time in kids' class, all right? But I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is. And this is why I tell them all the time. And I think this is important. I think this is the, 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 um, a message for this age. And it's um, you are created uh, on purpose. Psalm 139, 13. It says, I knew you before you knit in the womb. All right, and you were created with a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says, I created you before the beginning of time, and I'd set out a workmanship for you. So you were created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, and that would be the Great Commission. All right, and that is all that fits into with this whole love and truth, right? Am I sharing my life motto, my Creed out to everybody. Okay, so back here to, to number four, not boastful, all right? Why do people behave this way? I better get back to my notes. I'll get off my notes, and I don't know where I'll get back to. Why do people behave this way? Anybody got any? This is where we the guide to discovery. We do it together. Anybody have any? I didn't write any answers down. This was the class discussion. Why do you think people behave this way? Who was that from? Was that all right? That's my first. That was my first thing. That's my first answer. Anybody else know why people might behave this way? They they're just in pride. Like we celebrate pride for a month now, right? Or like six months out of the year. I don't know how it's. Okay, I'm sorry. Stop. All right. So maybe they're living in selfishness and pride or insecure. All things we should pray about for them, though, right? All right, all those are good answers. Anybody got someone else they didn't have? Anger, maybe? What's that? All about, yeah, it's all about them. It's all about, yeah, that's a, absolutely. I think all those would be on the, if this was Family Feud, this would be on the board. All right. So, the survey, that's right. Here's the thing. Agape love is so secure that it doesn't need to talk about itself. If you are secure in what you know and what you believe, it doesn't need to talk about itself. And you don't need to talk about yourself. You need to find out about other people, right, where they are. And sometimes we ask those questions where they are, and that's okay. Um, I, this reminds me of a story. Was, I forget what – it was. this guy was at this dinner, and he was like a world-famous scientist in some field. And he was sitting with all these people, right, and he said – Around the room, he, he was there with his wife, and all these people were kind of sharing things they knew. And he, she's like, well, you knew all those. How come you didn't? He's like, I just want to know where everybody else was. Like, I wanted to hear from them. And so that's something that we can do, right? If we're living in agape love, we're going to be allowed to listen to others. Which that go against, so I'm sorry. This is where my mind, what my mind does while I'm talking. Are they being boastful if we allow them to talk about themselves? Uh, just a question. I'm sorry. That's a. Uh, that's that's what I mean. I don't. I don't answer questions. I'm like I'm like Jesse Ventura. If you guys get that reference, then you are a nerd. Um, how many of you know who Jesse Ventura is? All right, just a couple of you. All right. Do you know he was governor of Minnesota for a little bit? Jesse being governor is fine because our next president's probably gonna be The Rock. All right. So um, if I could do that thing, I would. All right. So verse five. No, it's number five. We're still in verse four. Not proud or boastful, which kind of goes with number four, but this one is snooty or snobbish. 
Oh, that's a, is that, okay, I like it. That's a, that's Dustin, all right. I like that word too. I've, but this, I, I, this is what, this is a note I wrote down on this one. This can begin to happen when we find ourselves in conflict. I know I'm right. Now, there are some things that you should not compromise, right? There are a few things that we, we can't compromise, and that's okay. But where we can, we should. Is that, and there are some things like Jesus died on a cross for our sins, rose three days later, right? For, you know, here we go. That's the, the basis of our faith. We should agree on that. Now, there's some other things that oh, I don't know if I agree with that or not, and that's okay. Um, but we'll find this where we begin to, I won't agree, or, you know, and so we got to be careful. Now, we're going to get into something a little bit later down the road here. But do you ever find yourself in that one? All right. And then verse 6, this is where I, uh, well, okay, here we go. Now, verse, now we're in verse 5, number 6, the 6 mark. I know I'm getting myself confused. We're in the 6 mark. So we've went patient, kind, does not envy, not boastful, not proud. And then, so not proud is, is, is being that, that snooty or snobbish there. And then verse, uh, number six in verse five, it says, is not rude. And in this one, it says, does not behave unseemly. And talk about going back in time. I'm kind of glad. One of the things like dress. You know, back in the day, you'd go out in your suit. And now I go out in shorts and sandals. No socks and sandals. Anybody socks and sandals? No, probably not. All right, so that would kind of be un, like someone, if, if someone were to come from like 100 years ago into our culture, they'd be like, everybody's a little unseemly today. You know, everybody come out in their pajamas. That's weird. But what it's talking about here is ugly, tactless, thoughtless, careless inconsiderate, harsh, or brutal. All right, so that is the second set. So we have four through six. Now we have uh, not boastful, not proud, and does not behave unseemly. We still doing okay? Everybody doing okay? Okay. We've kind of got the first six markings. We've got seven through 15, kind of knowing where we are, where we're living. Um, the next one, it is not it is not self-seeking. I'm not quite sure what it says up there. All right. It does not insist on it's not self-seeking, does not insist on its own way. And then here, what the, the Greek word was someone who would do anything to get their way. Manipulative. Even if it went mean going to court. Whatever you had to do to get your way, maybe it meant lying. So love is not manipulative. All right, love will not manipulate to get its way. It will it, it, it there you go. It it's, it's won't it won't manipulate. It is not self-seeking. And it looks out for others. All these kind of go together, but it looks out for others. All right. The eighth one, we're still in verse 8 here, is not easily angered. All right. So, the the Greek word here does anybody have a little brother, a little sister? Or do they raise siblings that are close in age? Okay. Is anybody, is, okay, is anybody here the younger sibling? I think this is you. I'm just, look, I'm just saying. 
Okay, because this verse, what it means is like to poke or prod or pester until you rise to anger. Anybody ever done that before? So we, we were sitting in the house today, and we had this little machine gun, not a real one. Um, this is Arizona. Um, so, and if you get that joke, I guess you're a nerd too. All right, so, because they're loud in Arizona. Never mind. All right, so. <laughs> Sorry. So we had this little machine gun, and you press it, and it makes the machine gun sound. And we're all trying to watch TV, and Jackson looks at Lucy, would you please, please stop it? And she just looked at him and smiled and kept pressing the trigger. And then so he asked a second time, a little more strained, like his wick isn't very long, like we're working on this with him, right? But he, it did take at least, so the second time, he goes, Lucy, would you please stop that? And so she smiled and kept pressing the trigger. And so the third time, he goes, Lucy. And I can tell, like, he's a teenage boy. So, like, he's just, would you please stop that? So she smiled. And kept. So then he's like, he went to, went to get up. To go pound her. Because that's what he does. And I said, Jackson, sit. I'm, I watched the whole thing play out. Maybe I'm not the. But I, like, aren't, shouldn't I allow my kids to handle things? Like, you know, be able to, to do things until they try to kill each other. And then I put the stop to it, right? That's, that's not my whole philosophy of life. Like, it doesn't hurt you. Or it doesn't kill you. Job, all right. And so I'm like, Jackson, sit down, Lucy. And that, but it was a teaching moment because I'm like, Lucy. He asked nicely, didn't he? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, You should have stopped, shouldn't you? Yeah. So then she smiled. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she did come in the room later on and do it again. And we, because she's six, right? She's she's having to learn. All right. This is to poke, prick, or stick that person with some type of sharpened instrument. This is what that to anger. All right, and so this is we're not easily angered, and this is there's actually um, oh I, here's the question I wrote down here on this one. What do you say when you are provoked or angry? I mean, now I ask this I ask this in class a lot to the kids. Have you guys ever said something you didn't mean to say when you were angry? And like the words are coming out, and you're like. Oh! But, I mean, it's already too late. Did you guys know there is a biblical example of this? It's in Acts chapter 15, 39 and 40. Anybody know who that is? A little Bible quiz in here, too. That is Paul and Barnabas. See, something happened. They were on a mission trip. They were on many mission trips together. Right? And I've heard things about going on mission trips or serving in the military that kind of creates this bond. You kind of look at like a Jonathan and David type thing, right? Like you got my back, I got your back, um, taking care of each other, being able to rely on somebody. And this was, this was Paul and Barnabas, the son of encouragement, right? And something happened. Anybody remember what happened between them? Barnabas wanted to take John Mark. Paul didn't want to. 
and it said that they said words to each other that were like vinegar. It was bitter. It put a space in between them, and they couldn't, that they didn't fix for a little bit. How are you when the rubber meets the road? What do your words say then? And are they careful, right? Are you going through that checklist of all the things there? Uh, now, eventually, like, we don't, like, Paul never said, like, hey, I messed up. But you guys remember, I forget, anybody, anybody can maybe help me with this one. Because at the end of a letter, he says, hey, send me John Mark. He has been useful. Maybe in here, Philippians, I don't know. He has been useful to me. Send him, right? He's kind of like, oh, maybe I messed up. Maybe I said some things I shouldn't have said. If you guys look that up, that would be fantastic. All right. And so here we are. So we've got, uh, we're going to go number nine here, seven, eight, and nine. Keep snow. Man, can I just, can I thank God for this one? Because this love is love from God. This is God's love for us. Right? When we read through this, love is patient. And love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. And I just thank God for this one. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. Right? As far as the, in Psalm 103, if you want to read that, as far as the east is from the west, is how our sin, how far separated we are from our sins. How many of you in an argument, like I always think of like, because this is the love chapter, so I always think of my wife, and I like, if I'm, I, I, I don't want to bring up things like that, you guys all know Carrie. Like, and I always use this example, you guys watch Twins? She's Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm Danny DeVito. I was all leftover stuff. And I know my role, I get it. Yes, ma'am. You want to do that? Yes. I said, I, I made the joke yesterday. This is, and, and I mean, this was yesterday. I said, I, did, I'm, I knew I married Mrs. Wright. I just didn't know most of the time. I didn't say all the time or always, right? But she is. I, I've just gotten used to it. She's just, but I don't want to keep a record of anything that she's done wrong and bring that back up. That is not a good way to fight with somebody. You want to just leave that in the, now, like if they've hurt you before, like if it's something, like if it's an unhealthy relationship, because we're going to get into that in just a second. I know this love thing sounds like we're kind of going into stuff blindly, but we are not, all right, okay, and so, we, because we're going to put the truth in with it as well, all right, and so, I, I just thank God that he keeps no record of wrong, and we should try to do the same thing, especially with those closest to us. All right? Okay, let's check in three. How we doing? I, I'm, really, I'm really getting ready to get to a hard one here. Two hard ones, I think, back to back. All right, but everybody doing good? Everybody still, uh, still with me on this one? I haven't offended anybody yet that they want to leave? Okay, good deal. We're still here. That's a, I don't, I don't want to do that. All right, so now we're in, so we're, now we're in verse 6, number 10. Man, we are like... So I wouldn't take too long. I don't think it's going to. We're going to be good. All right. So number 10. All right. So does not, love does not delight in evil. All right. You guys ever heard the, the German language is a beautiful language. Okay. Not really. 
It's a very angry language. Um, you guys know how to say ambulance in German? Or, or hospital? All right, little history lesson here. Why not? I only put like half of you asleep so far. Let's put the rest of you asleep. Um, I'm totally kidding. I was putting most. No. Um, so the Battle of Hastings, 1066, the French, the Normans come into what would have been the Anglo-Saxon British Isles as we know them today. Right? And so they spoke Old English. Well, the Battle of Hastings, they were all French. So English is probably a made-up language. You guys, you guys know that? Like the, one of the most common languages in the world started out as what's called a pidgin language or a creole language. Anybody ever heard of Spanglish? It was basically Spanglish in the 11th century. Half of our vocab comes from the, the French. All right? So the word like ambulance in English becomes ambulance. You guys want to know what it is in German? You got to say it like that because it's German. <laughs> All right. So in French, it was hospital. And then in English, it's hospital. But in German, I'm really glad, like, the Battle, uh, the battle Hastings happened, right? Because half our language is like, oh, we can speak it. And then the other half is, I'm yelling. But there's a German word. There's a, I forget the German word, I wish I remembered it, but it was like this feeling you get when something, and explained the way I was feeling that day perfectly, I do miss that word, that would have been a good English word. Have you guys heard the term schadenfreude? Anybody heard that term before? Anybody know what that means? It's where you take delight in other people's misfortunes. Anybody ever done that before? Right? Yeah, they deserve that. <laughs> Serves them right. Oh, one of my favorite movies. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. You guys weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> no, you guys weren't expecting that at all. But I was like five, six watching that movie. Now I always fast forward to the barn raising scene. Because as a oh, what are you laughing back there? You should watch this, Caitlin. You're I don't you get the, you've seen it? I'm sorry, did I call you? I'm sorry. If I do that to someone over here, he'll get mad at me too, so I won't do it. All right, so. <laughs> so, but we did the barn raise. This, is, I, this was not in my notes. You can check if you want. This just came here. So, all right. So, the barn raising scene, they're getting ready. How many of you have seen the movie? If you haven't, it's a, go watch it. It's good. It's worth it. It's worth a watch. I'm, tell, I'm just telling you. It was part of my childhood. Like, at least once a week, we watched it on the VHS. So, so they have the barn raising scene. They're singing a song because they sing and dance. Well, we always watch the dancing scene beforehand, right? Singing and dancing, and they're doing all the tricks like on the wheelbarrow. And so seven brides, seven brothers. Let me give you a little backstory here. Seven brides, seven. So it was seven boys who were born in Oregon, and, and in Oregon in the seventeen or the eighteen. No, this has been the early nineteenth century. Um, there were seven men for every one woman because it was the wild west, and only men went out there. All right. So these seven brothers didn't have a wife. So they said, we're going to go. So Adam goes into town. He's like, I want to go get married today. And he's like, I'm going to find me a wife. So he finds Millie. All right, everything seems to be good. And she's like this short order cook and this thing. And like, it's like she's real tough. And, and so she takes him home. Or excuse me, he takes her home. And she's like, oh, I get to cook for one man. Yeah. So it, it's like 
things have changed. Like feminism, woo. Um, things have changed. I can, like it's good. I can, things have changed for the better, of course. So she's like, I get a, I get a cook for one, one man, and he's like, yeah. We lived with the six brothers, and they're named Adam, Benjamin, Caleb, Daniel, Ephraim, or Ephraim, Gideon, and excuse me, I missed frank- frankincense and Gideon. So when alphabetical order, and they're all biblical names, except there's no F male name in the Bible, which I didn't know that. So she named him frankincense because he smelled so good is what they told him, and then it started a big fight. Funny side. Okay, sorry. So they go to a barn raising scene in town, and they're having a big fight. Like, because there's all these men, and they're trying to attract the women, right? And so one of the brothers, they're being really nice because they're trying to win the hearts of these, the females there. And so one of them gets hit with, like, a board. He gets knocked down. And they're like, Adam's like, yeah, serve them right, because Adam wants them to fight, to defend themselves. See, he took delight in his brother getting knocked down. Because it served him right. Schadenfreude. You guys ever had that thought before? Going through your heads? Okay. I mean, I don't know if I stepped on. Everybody still good? So we cannot rejoice when bad things happen. Number 11, verse 6. But rejoices with the truth. Can you really celebrate with others when they get what you have been wanting? Can you celebrate? Can you rejoice when others, when you get, maybe it's a, a coworker and they're getting, um, um, they're getting some recognition that you wanted. And you may have deserved it, but can you rejoice with them? Might be someone closer than that. All right, that was number four, check in four. And then I put, did that hit anybody here? Did anybody get hit with that one? You guys got really quiet there. So I'm going to assume that I hit close. I don't know if I did or not. But that one, when I was doing this, like studying today for this, that hit me. Because I was doing okay through some of those. Like, I'm not easily anchored unless it's Friday night and I've worked all week and I'm tired. Then sometimes that happens because the kids all poke. Let's go to bed. All right, and, but I got down to this one. And I was like, oh, that one hurt. Especially that Schadenfreude one. Because I think, oh, you know, because the Bible says you reap what you sow, right? But it doesn't say we, should take, we, we shouldn't take joy in that or be happy about that. Even if we see someone making some bad decisions, and we've done our best to stop them, not like uh, anybody in here watch Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, when a goose gloop is going towards the river, and he's like, oh, no, stop, don't, like that. But we've really been praying for him, and we've been, oh, no, please stop. Like, that's a bad path. And they keep going. And then they get what they sow, right? You reap what you sow. We still can't rejoice in that. We should be praying for that. All right, so here we go. Now we're on uh, number uh, verse 7. It always protects. All right. So the word here, protects, is from that storge, 
which means roof. It's not talking about love. It's talking about protecting and bearing. All right. And so this is like in, when, when um, the, the things of life happen, um, are, are you bearing, are you protecting those around you? Are you bearing, are you protecting? Are you, so um, shields, guards, covers, conceals like a roof. Um, and so this is kind of we're getting the positive, right? We've had the negative. Now we're kind of getting the positive. So it bears all things. It believes all things. Here it says always trust, all right? It says, now, but it doesn't trust blindly, all right? But what this does, it sees the best in people, all right? So, like I said, if you've been tricked before and you've been hurt, and it's, a, it's an unhealthy relationship, obviously get out of that. That is not healthy. Now, can you still pray for that person? Right? The Bible says we need to pray for enemies. All right? But if we're dealing with people and they are coming at us with a pure heart or they're coming at us in earnest that they need help, uh, are we believing and, 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 and trusting in them and seeing the best in people? All right? The next one is endures all things. So believes all things, always hopes, and then and the, and, and then always, so it's always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. See, agape love never gives up. It keeps going. And then the last one, love never fails. All right, so we've finished our list. Those are the 15. Let's see if we'll go through them again real quick. All right, patient, kind, does not envy, not boastful, not proud, not rude, not manipulative, not easily angered, keeps no record, does not delight in evil, rejoices in the truth, bears all things, so protects those around them, Believes all things, thinks the best of people. Once again, not blindly because God says we need to love and, you know, we need to worship in spirit and truth. But we need to have, when we deal with people, in love and in, 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 in truth. Um, endures all things and then uh, uh, believes all things, endures all things. And then love never fails. In our everyday walking around, how did we do? I didn't do very well. And I think it's not a bad thing, right, to get an EKG, to go in and have our heart checked. That sounds like my class out there. Because I can tell how I deal with other people, whether my heart is in the right place. All right. Now, I did say I had some good news for us, right? Okay, so let's go to Romans 5, chapter 5. Once again, if, we, if you hit all 15, and I, bet, I, I believe there are some people in here that hit all 15, had them checked off. Like, I'm, I'm good. Thank God that you have grown in maturity and you are close, that you are walking hand in hand with Jesus, that you are close to him. And if you didn't do so well, 
thank God that, you know what? God is patient. God is kind. So I'm going to go back to my list because I have a bad memory. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not behave unseemly. He is not manipulative. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record. He does not delight in evil, but rejoice in the truth. God bears all things, believes all things, trusts all things, perseveres through all things. God never fails. Right, because the Bible says God is love. The transitive property says I can put God in there. And God is all those things. And he's all those things to you. So if you've messed up, he doesn't remember. He's patient with us. He's not going to manipulate you to come back around. He's not easily angered by us. He lets us come back around to him in his love. And he's given this love to us. All right, let's go. Let's, I'm going to read uh, Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us. And there's the, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So here's the deal. If you didn't do very well today, God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is ask. The well is there. And it's the fact is, we talk about God is love. Like, God doesn't run out of love. It's an infinite amount. So it never gets, it, like, it never runs dry. So just continue to ask him. Because it's there. That reservoir, if you are, if you're struggling, and maybe, it, like, like I said, I think I end every Wednesday night like this. I think this may have been for me. I just got to do it in front of people. I guess because it's easier than doing it in front of one person. But if you're struggling, God's still there. He still loves you. And when you're dealing with people around you, even those ones that the one you thought of earlier that you didn't want to see coming down the street or down the aisle at Walmart, so we'll see everybody, right? <laughs> I don't know if I did or not. Okay, good. Um, but... God will be with you. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you. We give you glory and praise. Lord, I just thank you for your love.